What's up, everybody? You are tuned into Soul of the Game. I'm your host, Cameron Winston. I'm with my co-host, Chris Reed. Hey, what's up, Nick? What's up, what's up, y'all? Oops. <laughs> anyway, we still just gonna roll. <laughs> I bro, I did not know I was saying something. No, did you not hear what I said? <laughs> yeah, you said something. I was like, no. I said Nick, <laughs> and I was like, hold up. Hold up. I was like, uh, okay. I had the drink, and he was pouring stuff. <laughs> anyway, all right. So we have a good show, good show for you. Probably short. We sorry, we're sorry we couldn't get to you last week. Just conflict with work schedules and everything, you know. But since last that last episode was an hour long, it kind of makes up for that time. Uh, so let's get right into it. So let's start with the NFL, bro. So the Le'Veon Bell situation. The topic we were supposed to get to last week, but what's going on? Like, how do you how do you feel about that, really, though? Because, um, I mean, do you feel do you feel that what the Steelers are giving him is disrespect disrespectful? Um, I wouldn't say disrespectful. I, I would say it's kind of undervalued because of how talented he is and skilled and how much he produces. But when you factor into his locker room issues, his age, his injuries. And like you know the the environment that he puts himself in and that he brings with him mm-hmm. while he's uh in the locker room and while he's on the field um factor that into it and i could kind of see why they you know gave him what they gave him and offered him uh that deal but i mean as far as just from strictly talent wise i think he that contract is undervalued for his talent but i mean if you factor in the other things i think it's somewhere in the area where it might be factoring in those uh, other aspects what about you what do you think i don't know i mean i think last season what they offered him about 90 million mm-hmm. i want to say and then what this year they offered him 70 70 yeah. million 70 million uh i don't know where that 20 million difference came from but i don't know like Le'Veon bell is a big like big contribution to the sealers i mean yeah. if you take out big ben all you have is really Le'Veon. Yeah. I'm not. I'm. I'm only saying you have AB, of course. But I'm saying if you take out Big Ben, who's gonna get it to AB? <laughs> who's gonna get it to Antonio? Yeah. I mean, because you just have Le'Veon right there. So he's a big. He's a big centerpiece for that team. Um, I think since in the NFL the running back market is really dry and underappreciated, because usually when running backs get hit the free agency, uh, free agency market, if it, if you're not a big name, you're kind of forgotten and you're not offered like. Running backs are your last priority to sign yep. in the NFL. So if I'm if I'm Le'Veon, I'm getting Antonio Le'Veon mixed up for some reason. <laughs> but uh, if I'm Le'Veon, I'm demanding more. I'm kind of de- demanding more more money just because it's more guaranteed. I mean, you look at Todd Gurley's contract now. He yeah. got what forty five? I think forty five million. Forty five million guaranteed. And that's a good contract. And yeah. Gurley is that. Gurley is the star piece for the. Rams, I think yeah. just because for the Steelers, it's like you're not the main focal point because you have Antonio Brown. Yeah, and exactly. You have Antonio Brown for Todd Gurley. He's he's the main weapon. He mm. basically carries their team. I mean, Le'Veon obviously, you know, helps carry that Steelers team, but you still have Antonio Brown and you have Big Ben. And then also, too, um, Le'Veon is older than... Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley's still young, you know. Mm-hmm. He's still fresh into the. And plus, I can't, say, I like, can't give Le'Veon a big contract because last season was like the first season he actually played fully healthy. Yeah, that's he's what always saying. he's always battling injuries, and I think I'm just like I'm hesitant to give you that much money because you're always hurt. Yeah, that's what I was I was saying a little bit earlier. I was like, you know, you factor into those things. 
especially when they needed him, like that playoff uh, run they were having when they met the Patriots yeah. and he got injured and they lost. So, I mean, yeah, I think this is like the first season where he hasn't had to sit out from injury. Uh, but, I mean, he is next season a year older. And Todd Gurley is a lot younger. Didn't really have that many injury issues. I mean, and then he made a big splash and wave basically carrying their whole team, you know, through the mm -hmm. season and the playoffs. So, I mean, that's why it's kind of hard to compare their contracts because they're in two different spots, like uh, career-wise and age-wise, if you, you uh, want to go there. So, I mean, they're both talented backs, though. Um, but yeah, just the running back uh, markets, it's always undervalued and underappreciated. Mm -hmm. That's how it always is. You know, they do a lot of the heavy work, but I think that's why it's undervalued. Because they, they have less miles and limits on them as far as years that they play because they take so much punishment. Yeah. I mean, if you're not the quarterback, you're not expected to get that big of, big of a contract, basically. And all the NFL players are, I mean, a lot of the NFL players are, I know, are looking at NBA NBA players' contracts again? I'm pretty upset, which is pretty ridiculous because their CBA is much is much different. Different. I mean, and I mean, look at the league. You can compare the NBA NFL league. The mm -hmm. NBA allows their players to do more stuff compared to the NFL. Like, for example, the anthem policy. The yeah. Anthem policy. Like, even though there's a rule for the NBA where you have to stand, I'm pretty sure if they did, if they didn't stand, the NBA owners would support it, unlike the NFL. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, their system of how they work and what they're allowed to do is a lot different, especially vocally, you know, the way mm -hmm. they speak out and how they support different issues and beliefs. Everybody knows it's more strict when it comes to the NFL. And, you know, you have more leeway when it's uh, for the NBA. So, yeah, I mean, they differ. I mean, for sure, and for sure they garner more attention. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, course. for sure they're more popular than the NBA. I mean, NBA is popular worldwide, but when the Super Bowl comes around, everybody in the Freaking almost everybody in the world is tuning into Super Bowl watching what happens. Yeah. Watch your Falcons choke. <sighs> Look, y'all got one <laughs> champions. That's it. Tell me, uh, you're not going to make it back this year. Okay, whatever. Anyway, so there was the NFL future power rankings uh, that came out last last week done by Lewis Riddick, Mike Sando, and Field Yates from ESPN. They're ranking every team over the next three seasons. One was the Philadelphia Eagles, two New England Patriots, three New Orleans Saints, and four Minnesota Vikings, five Pittsburgh Steelers, six Atlanta Falcons, seven Los the LA Rams, eight Green Bay Packers, nine LA Chargers, and ten Seattle Seahawks. So my biggest problem with this list, I think, is number two, because I don't think the Patriots should be ranked number two uh, for the future power rankings, only because you, this is a quarterback's league. Tom Brady is about, what, 41? Yeah. In those next three seasons, he could probably retire. Who's their backup? Isn't it somebody that played on the Browns, right? I don't even know who their backup is. But if he played for the Browns, that, that kind of tells you a lot. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't agree with that. If Tom Brady goes down, I mean, even though you have Bill Belichick, uh, you're kind of screwed. So, I mean, I wouldn't say for the future they're set up pretty great. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, I think that's just more of it. I mean, they – more of just keeping Tom Brady healthy. As long as he's healthy mm -hmm. and still able to play, they'll probably be one or two in the top uh, franchises in the league. And I mean, they have a lot of drama too, though. Yeah, they do yeah. have a lot of drama. I mean, but that's that's literally them every year. Mm -hmm. Last year, but this, is, but this was, is big drama. This is between 
Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick, and Tom Brady. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, they always seem to get around it. Uh, I imagine that's what's going to happen. I mean, last year, they had the Julian Edelman break his foot. And then you had um, Rob Gronkowski's injury. Mm -hmm. You know, whether he was going to retire or not. Before that... Same was, with Tom Brady, though. Yeah, yeah, he before, might retire. Exactly. He was retired. Before that was deflate gate. I mean, every year they always have some controversy, but... They always seem to bring it together when it's time to play. So, I mean, I imagine that's what they're going to do. But, yeah, as long as Tom Brady stays healthy, I think they're they're one or two. But, I mean, that's probably their biggest problem. Because say he retires or if he does get injured in a way where he can't play, you know, there might be some problems. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, they still – the funny thing is when he had got suspended, you know, they had the quarterback step in. They won most of those games. But, I mean – those are only the beginning of the year games, you know. Mm -hmm. They, I'm sure they mattered plus, still, I mean, but plus, it wasn't, you know. Plus, you have a better pressure. quarterback than what you have. You're a better backup quarterback than what you have now. I mean, yeah. you had Jimmy Garoppolo. And yeah, we still, we got, we still got to see about Jimmy, you know, Garoppolo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he only played four games at the end of the year when all the good players were just he about played, sitting out. He played out. six. He played oh, six, six, six. Because he won six and all, I think. Yeah. Wait. wait. Was it four or what? I don't remember. Because I know he's like six and zero. Yeah. He hasn't lost. It's it's somewhere around there. No, yeah, I think it's four, four la uh, at the end, and then two, two with the Patriots. Eight. Okay. Yeah, and then same thing with jo uh, Jacoby Brissett. And he did pretty good when he I was mean, in the yeah, Patriots, yeah. but then when he left, you know. I mean, he didn't have any talent with. Yeah. Uh, Indianapolis. I'm gonna say New Wait, what's so? Who's your biggest? What's your biggest issue with this list? Like, who would you who would you move around? Who would you take out? Who would you disagree with? Um, I think mine sort of, uh, I, well, I think it's borderline because they have them at 10. So I think they probably, you know, were thinking maybe they could be, uh, you know, a power ranking, maybe not. But I put the Seahawks. Seahawks? Yeah. And taking, I just, like you took them out? or Yeah, I probably would take them out. I would out. take them out too. Yeah. I mean, you are, you always have Russell Wilson, which is mm -hmm. great, you know. That team does not know how to build. Yeah, though. but that's what I'm saying. I mean, their, their position, their defense, which was a main part of the way they played mm -hmm. and like their identity it's it's gone down to say the least and then they just let go of uh, was it earl thomas i think it was yeah. earl thomas well he's, he's demanding a trade yeah he's demanding a trade you know richard sherman's not there cam uh, chancellor cam chancellor he's retiring exactly retiring like their their defense is in shambles right now mm -hmm. and then on offense russell wilson's still coming back from his i mean he's healthy now but that season where he was riddled with injury you know so they got to get back in chemistry and motion and playing back to normal but it's hard to do that when you don't have no you're not going to have no defense and i mean so i i don't know them just as far as going forward it doesn't look great they might pull it together make mm -hmm. some trades get some pieces but at least from the spot they're in right now i probably would take them out if anything i have put um power rankings is my sleeper pick either the 49ers or the browns that's what uh, I that's true I would put the I would put the Niners in this list. Yeah. I'll either put the Niners or the Jaguars. Yeah, the ja yeah, the Jaguars. I don't get why the Jaguars aren't in this list. Like two people I would probably take out is I mean Patriots and mm -hmm. and the Saints. Only mm -hmm. because Saints have a good team though. They just yeah. Like I said, if you have an aging quarterback, that's not. I wouldn't be confident to rank you in future power rankings for like kind of the next three seasons. Yeah, and they throw a lot too. A lot. A I lot. mean, well, they're they're starting to run. Run a lot more. Yeah, because you have Mark Ingram, and Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I mean, that's gonna be. A but I mean, you know what team they did get right for being number one is the Philadelphia Eagles. So, you yeah, know, okay. They they are set up pretty great, you know. And that the Falcons, yeah, they they, they deserve to be six. Look, 
Probably, they probably deserve, deserve to be out of the top 10, to be yeah, honest Okay, <laughs> all, all hating aside, all hating aside, Eagles do deserve top spot. You guys won Super Bowl last year. You bring out just bring back just about all your players. Mm. You added a few pieces. You have Carson Wentz coming back. So, yeah, I mean, i say the next four or five, actually, uh, seasons look pretty good for you guys. I'd probably take the Steelers, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the big um, Ben. He's, he's about to retire. Like he keeps. Yeah, retiring. well, and the Le'Veon Bell situation. We don't know what's going to oh, happen yeah. with him. On top of that, he might he might end up going somewhere else. Or, you <laughs> know, who knows? So, I mean, I think it's just a lot of uncertainty. But I think they judge this based of who they have now and if they kept the same people. I'm guessing. Um, and then the one uh, uh, Falcons. As far as us, I think six is pretty good. We have just about the same people. We added a few people. I would kind of slide you guys in the top. For sure, top five. Yeah. I slide you top I would five. Think, and look at that. I'm talk, I usually talk smack to you, but I'm giving you guys credit. <laughs> yeah, I think our pickup of Calvin Ridley was good. Yeah, I, yeah. I really did like that draft pick. When they got them, I was just like, whoo. Yeah. That was a steal. <laughs> that was a steal. Yeah. Um, I mean, who else did they have in here? Um, the Vikings. That's who I wanted to talk about, too. Because now they, they upgraded their QB situation. Mm. Well, went from... Case Keenan with now they have is Kirk it, Cousins. Yeah, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. So I mean, that's also a fantasy sleeper pick. If anybody who plays fantasy football, Kirk Cousins might be a fantasy sleeper I mean, yeah, pick. Yeah, for sure. I think so. I think Stephon Diggs is a fantasy sleeper pick. And yep. Adam Thielen is oh, and you can't forget about Dalvin Cook is yep. coming back. Dalvin Cook's coming back. Right I mean, there. exactly. Look at that. Now you have Adam Thielen who had uh like a thousand uh yards last year. Mm-hmm. You have Stephon Diggs, certified receiver. Now you have an upgrade in QB from Case Keenum to Alex, I mean, Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. And then now you toss back in Dalvin Cook. See what I'm saying? So, I mean, they're, they're kind of my sleeper pick for, like, you know, maybe surprising and even making it a lot farther in the playoffs. Yeah, they're still going to lose the Eagles, though. They're still going to lose the Eagles. <sighs> we can make another bet. On, we already have a bet we going already have on. A bet. I know. We, we can make another one. <laughs> I know. Uh, we'll, we have, we'll make we can make that back when the se- closer to the season. Yeah, starts. closer like to when the it's like season. The season start because we have to already fulfill that one bet. Exactly. Don't exactly. Well, you no. Know. So you mean, know something. Some other interesting news that happened last week was the Kawhi, Kawhi and Demar Derozan trade. Yeah. Do you? How'd you feel about that? Um, it was interesting when I when I first heard about it. I think. Um, the Spurs really won that trade. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think I they really DeMar- won that I don't know why DeMar DeRozan is like, I understand like that's your, you spent all your career so far in that city and that city meant a lot to you. Mm-hmm. But bro, you're going to the San Antonio Spurs with Greg Popovich, bro. Yeah. Greatest, greatest coach of all time, bro. Yeah, it's obviously or a second, situation. Or second. I, I w- well, greatest to me, but yeah, arguably second. Yeah, I mean, you can debate yeah. it with Phil and him. Yeah. So. Um, I think I obviously better situation than me, but I think it was more of just how they did it is the mm-hmm. reason he got upset because I think it was a few weeks before that, or maybe even just one week where they said they wouldn't trade him. Mm-hmm. And then when they asked them, when he did the interview, he said, you know, oh, yeah, I'd rather, you know, spend my whole career here because they said they wouldn't trade him. And then a week later he finds out he's traded, you know, that. The way that happened, I think how it unfolded, it felt like he was betrayed because they said they wouldn't trade him. So, mm. you know, at least if they were to let him know up front, like, you know, who knows, maybe you might get traded. I think he would have been able to prepare a little bit more mentally and, you know, just circumstances. You basically uprooting from a, uprooted from a place you've been, you know, mm. X amount of years and having to move out to a new place, new city, make new friends and, you know, get adjusted to a new environment and system. But uh, as far as basketball-wise, 
Yeah, I think he's under the better coach. Um, sure. I mean, they, yeah. they have a rookie. The and Greg Popovich. have a rookie coach now, so. Yeah, Greg Popovich. And I feel then, bad for Kyle Lowry, too, though. Yeah, they're, they're like best friends. No. So it's just like, dang. And, but, I mean, look at the weapons he has, too, now. I mean, you throw DeMar in there. You still, I mean, obviously it's aging Ginobili, but mm-hmm. I mean, things you can learn from him. You have Aldridge there, you have Rudy Gay. He played pretty well last year, but now that he has another star to play there was, with him, and he was hurt from, too. Exactly, too. another star consistently. Now that you know they could lean on each other, that's like actually, that's like three stars Lamarcus, Rudy, and now you got DeMar. You have a young uh, DeJounte Murray who's coming up, um, and Lonnie Walker, their rookie, exactly. Lonnie Walker, and then Patty Mills. Shooter runs the point well. Also knows how to move the ball, pass. You know, is not like one of those uh, um, high touch volume shooters. You know, mm-hmm. he can get going with few touches. I mean, yeah, they have. I kind of like both traits. To be honest, when yeah. I look at look at it, I kind of like both traits. It's like I really like the Danny Green addition going to the going to the to Toronto as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, they, I just think I just think. Demar's in a better situation, but I like do like Danny Green and Kawhi going to Toronto. Yeah, you got shooting guard and and small forward. Danny Green is like one of the best shooting guard, best defense defensive shooting guards in the league. Yeah, I agree with you on that as well. I did obviously yeah Toronto. You know you throw in Kawhi and you got uh, Kyle Lowry, and I mean you add the I mean their bench. They had one of the best benches mm-hmm. when you know when they played how everybody expected. Um. They have one of the best benches, and then you throw in, uh, I guess, you throw in some seasoned veterans, basically, too. Top of that, I mean, Danny, championship, Kawhi, championship. They know what it's like to play in the West and playoffs. So, I mean, Kyle Lowry, and then they haven't got that far. So, now you match that together, and maybe, you know, a relationship there can start where they can, you know, grow. And then as far as the coaching as well, because, I mean, like you said, you have a rookie coach. So, there's things he has to adjust to, yeah. too. But you think I mean, they're the favorite in the East now? I don't think they're the favorite in the East. You still but have I, the Celtics? Yes. I still I have the Celtics, Celtics too. I still have Celtics. I have Celtics, 76ers, then Toronto. Then Toronto? Yeah. If anything, I could see maybe Toronto beating 76ers. But if they were to beat the uh, Celtics with them healthy, both mm. Hayward and Kyrie, I mean, I think that would still be an upset. Even though Toronto has good pieces, mm-hmm. you know, that would still be an upset to me. Because Celtics, to me, is a heavy favorite. Heavily favorite, yeah. yeah so. I mean, I... True, too. I'm like, yeah, Kawhi's the best two-way player, but uh, I feel like you lose a lot of offense without yeah. without DeMar. Yeah, without I, agree. I agree. You were, saying, you were saying, like, before he got hurt, he was picking up his offensive game and everything. Mm-hmm. And, I, yeah, that's true. I just still, I just feel like DeMar is just a better offensive player than him and yeah. Kawhi. Like, do you have, wait, do you have Kawhi in your top, top five? As of right now, no. That's right now. Yeah, but that's only because he just didn't he was, play yeah, last year. Hurt. So I mean, just from just from that situation, the reason he's not in my top five. But assuming he goes back to normal shape, or at least like picks up from where he left off, he would be back to top five because mm. he was in my top five before that he got injured and that whole situation was happening. I look at I don't know. Really I, have well. him, I have him top fifteen. Top fifteen. Top fifteen. This one, but I really have to think like who like of all the players, but I really have him as top fifteen. Yeah, but. I mean, defense does defense does count, so that's when it just starts to impact. It's just like I don't yeah. know. Like I really have to sit down and think, like just evaluate and be like, hmm, who's who's better? Like compared to like let's say like him or AD or mm-hmm. him or him or Chris Paul or, or something like someone like that. Yeah, but that's um, true. bro, yeah, I 
Oh yeah, because you were saying like you you thought the Spurs could miss the playoffs. Yeah, I now so now do you th- still think that or what? No, not anymore. I th- I feel like they uh, will make the playoffs, but I think it'll be like say six or like six. Yeah, I man, six. I don't know. I still got us at six. Us six, at six, six, bro. I I think I still I'm, got us at like five or six. So I think I, I actually I, I can say like. Lakers and Spurs could be like interchangeable right there. Yeah. It'd be like one of them's gonna be five and one of them's gonna be six. Remember, I I picked the Lakers at like three, four, five yeah. at the least. So, I mean, I don't know. We just have to see. But I mean, it, that's the thing about the West. There's so many good teams. Like that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> the bro, rankings like the, could the change so be easily, better, bro. Like I like I know this. I feel like the Suns are gonna be better this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, people didn't stop comparing Devin Booker to Kobe because they're that's not even close, man. That, that's not even close, bro. Like, Kobe yeah. took a trash team with Smush Parker and Kwame Brown to the playoffs in the Western Conference. Like, what? He was eight, eight, AC, right? Yeah. Devin Booker has had probably, probably some equal talent or even better. And, you know, he can't take him. He hasn't taken him to the playoffs. Yeah. Like, well, I do think, too, that's part of um, ownership's fault. Because, remember, they, they were trying to tank on purpose. Yeah, that's true. So... I really I do like the coach. I like their new coach. Like, yeah, he, he, like he's from he's from the the Euro leagues and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. People have have rave reviews on him, so I'm in, I'm intrigued to see what, what they're gonna do. Exactly. I mean, I think the whole just the whole West is just really competitive. That's what it's just like. If you make a if you change the playoff format to go one through sixteen, it's really gonna it's really just gonna be Western Conference teams. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, true. Probably that's two true. Eastern Conference teams, and that's it. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, because. I mean, the East, it's it's kind of easy to make the playoffs. You can have 30, 40 wins and make the playoffs. Mm. That's why I think the, the Cavs, West, I think that's yeah. why I think the Cavs will make the playoffs still. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I agree. I think they still make the playoffs. Um, I'm interested to see. Matter of fact, what do you think about Kevin Love, that situation? Oh, bro, we're about to see Kev- Kevin Love in Minnesota days again. We're about to see 2020, bro. Yeah. 2020 averages again. That's, that's what I'm expecting, too. Nothing less. I expect that. I mean, obviously, he's I He's going to have like, some games where he's yeah. not. I, I feel like we're going to see games where he's going posting 30, 30 points, 20 rebounds again, mm-hmm. and all that. And then he might have some low number games, you know, some adjustment periods. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the way the style he was playing for so long uh, with LeBron in, in Cleveland, but I, I expect that too. But then again, he was a lot bigger back then. Yeah. But I, I, I think mean, he's in better shape. To yeah, be I was going to say too. that too. I think he will score a little bit easier. Maybe not all from inside, even though he can still post. But he's more mobile now because you know he is more fit. So yeah, I, um, I'm interested in seeing what uh, Kevin Love will be able to do. Bro, you know who's gonna be their best player? Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson. I'm gonna have to disagree with that one. <laughs> Tristan Thompson about to post thirty and ten, bro. No, it's like Um, I feel like he will do better, but I feel like his will be like somewhere say ten and ten. Oh, you know twelve and ten. You know I'm really just trolling though. I just want yeah, to know. Yeah, <laughs> of course, of course, of course. I know this for sure. Tristan Thompson is you know my frustrations with him and uh Sometimes he just makes me want to scratch my eyes out. Like, the finals, how do you let Stephen Curry out-rebound? How does he have an average of more rebounds than you? When you have X amount of feet on him, that makes no sense. Bro, I know you saw the pickup game video of, of him at the gym. Everybody's talking about, oh, Tristan Thompson looks good. I'm oh, just like, he's balling. He's playing basketball against people that do not play in the league, bro. Of yeah. course, he's, 
exactly. league people are always gonna be better. <laughs> exactly. That's well, not crazy we're not always, not always, but a lot. Yeah, that's crazy to think about that. Even some of the like, you could say regarded worst players in the NBA will give anybody outside of the NBA buckets. That's just how competitive Lester, the NBA Lester is. Denzel Valentine. Yeah, he just got torched yesterday at the Drew. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, we're gonna leave that alone. We don't, <laughs> we don't want to put nobody on the spot. Hey, but hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm glad to see JC about to be playing like he did with the Lakers mm-hmm. uh, in Cleveland. I think yeah. I think everybody I think everybody posts better numbers. Yeah. They have a. I'm, I'm interested to see how they do. They have a. I would. Well, I would say they have a lot to prove, but. As far as individually, they do. Cause, mm. I mean, I was I was part of the whole thing, the people's problem when LeBron was there, is that they weren't good enough or capable to do anything. And then the other side of the argument was that, well, they just can't do nothing with LeBron. So, I mean, now we get to test that theory out. Mm. You know, if they succeed or even they play well individually, take some steps up in production, then who knows, maybe that theory that playing with, you know, with LeBron maybe did hinder them a little bit, uh, made them better in some areas, but also stunted their growth in other areas. So, I mean, it's interesting to see. I think that will be a developing storyline, you know. Throughout uh, the season, throughout yeah. Throughout the season. For sure. And then now we have Melo in Houston, going to Houston. Yeah, and oh, then, man. And then um, that Thunder trade, man. I, yeah. I love that Thunder trade. Drennan Schroeder and, and OKC. Yeah, for, okay, mean, first Rockets. What do you think about that? Rockets? Yeah, Melo. What do you, how do you, how do you see him fitting into the, the Rockets. Do they get better? Do they get weaker? Do they stay the same? I think they stay the same. I think they generally stay the same. I don't know because it's like Melo's not the same player that he used to be. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like people are trying to say, oh, he's leaving Westbrook, so now he's gonna be better. I'm just like, nah. I, I don't. I don't see. I don't see that. Um, but I think, dude. Like I think having the addition of Chris Paul and James Harden, and Chris Paul is one of the best, one of the best point guards of all time. That mm-hmm. you know, without a ring, he's probably like one of the best point guards that has never won a ring. Uh, so, I mean, ha- like having him is gonna make him make it a lot easier. Uh, it's just, I don't know, like I have to see really like, what what type of mellow are we gonna get? That's true, that's true. Like, are we gonna get actual hoodie mellow? <laughs> or, or if they get hoodie mellow, the mellow. championship is confirmed. <laughs> You're going toe to toe with the Warriors. Uh, yeah, hoodie mellow. They win in six. <laughs> but I don't know, because, but you do lose a lot of defense, though. Yeah, I mean that—that that was my main problem. That was it, really. I feel like um, they upgraded. I think offensively, because I mean, sure he struggled in OKC, but I mean OKC wasn't really that. Um, their system, a style of play, doesn't really fit a mellow, mm-hmm. you know, type of play. That's but what I'm I mean, saying. Like Billy Donovan isn't that good of a coach to incorporate all three of those superstars and get them all involved in firing that's what i'm saying like i don't ever see it being westbrook's fault it's yeah. really billy billy donovan's fault yeah you know i don't like that dude yeah that's what i'm saying now you got you go to a system where i mean basically they do what Melo wants to do shoot threes mm-hmm. and you have james harden and chris paul who can handle the rock drive get your open looks but now also that you're surrounded by other shooters yourself take uh you got chris paul shooter mid-range and three mm-hmm. james harden Shooter, mid-range and three. Aaron um, Gordon, knock-down shooter like crazy. And then Ryan Anderson, knock-down shooter. Well, does he even play anymore? I mean, I he know. doesn't, but now that they got rid of uh, Luke Obamamute, he's probably going to get more PT. Who's so. their power for? Who, who is the Rockets power for? Who is their starting power for? Because um, I don't think about it, I don't even know. Cause really, I think they have P.J. Tucker in there. Okay, because I, I can see yeah. the start, starters being Chris Paul Point, James Harden shooting guard. 
PJ Tucker's the three, and yeah. then uh, Mellow Mello four, four and Capella five. five. That's yeah, what I, I think is going to happen too. And that's what I'm saying. It would that would even make it easier for him to score because now he's more mobile. He can also hit the jumper. You put him at the four. Now you got bigger people trying to guard him, mm -hmm. which means he has that advantage, you know, to move around him, and he can bang down low. You know, he has that strength to do so. So I mean, um, I think this system fit him fits him more but that's what worries me more about their defensive end because I think that's how they really stayed with the Warriors you know my take I think if Chris Paul was in they would have beat the Warriors in seven but I'm yeah, uh, in that game probably. seven that's but I, I, think, I believe that too yeah, I really do I think mainly it was what kept them in that series was because of how well they defended mm. they actually played good defense really good defense but now you take Ray Ariza who was one of the top perimeter defense um, a defensive players who can also hit down, knock down threes. Mm -hmm. You take out Obama Mute, who could defend the rim and guards and could also score too. So, I mean, uh, defensively, I think they lose, but they do upgrade a little bit offensively. offensively yeah. yeah. I, I still see them at two. Two? In the West. I yeah. agree. I still see them two. I'll be surprised one, honestly. I'll be, yeah, I would be really surprised. Yeah, I still really. see two. And but then, I, I got Thunder three. Because yeah. Thunder... Uh, Brown, like I said, I love that track. I feel like better. It's like we said last show. Uh, we feel, we both feel, a duo of Westbrook and Paul George is is better suited to help them win more games than compared to the trio of yeah. Westbrook, George, and Melo. And then you add Dennis Schroeder. I don't know if he's gonna come off the bench or not, but I, like you could play. I don't know. You could probably play. Could you? I'm thinking about it. Could you play Westbrook and Schroeder together? I think you could. But I th I don't know if they will mm -hmm. because you know Roberson was key when you remember they were winning all those games that's when Roberson was in the lineup and as soon as he got out and got hurt they started losing so I mean his defense or his impact on the defensive end and hustle wise um, you know adds a really good factor to them winning so I think he might still start a shooting guard oh for sure I mean like I for sure think he starts but I just feel like would you ever see like Westbrook and Dennis Schroeder on the court together playing. Playing one and two. Yeah, I think he will, but I don't know if they'll start that way. But as far as during the game, I think they will, mm -hmm. especially when it starts getting closer to crunch time and it's a close game. For the fact that Roberson can't shoot free throws, mm -hmm. so I think they would mix that up and throw Schroeder in there because now he's also an explosive guard who's pretty fast. So that's a compliment to Westbrook. Actually, very fast compliment to Westbrook, and he can score. Doesn't shoot the ball as well, but you know he has different avenues of scoring. Mm -hmm. You know he can knock down a mid-range jumper. And occasional threes, so um, I think uh, when it gets down to you know crunch time when they need some scoring um, and free throws, mm -hmm. they'll throw him in there and take Roberson out. But will we see a Westbrook and Reggie Jackson situation again? I don't know. I don't know. That was, you know, he, he he's better. I think Dennis Schroeder is better better than Reggie Jackson. Yeah. I don't know that. Yeah, they, they they got they had they were getting into it just because yeah. like they because I know Reggie Jackson wants when it touches. I don't know. That would be that would be interesting. That would be an interesting storyline to see. But I still think. But I think though, I have the Thunder at three for yeah. me in the Western Same. Conference. Same. I think. I think they're really gonna be yeah, better. I think it's more personality too. I think Dennis Schroeder will get along more with uh, Westbrook. Westbrook, just for the fact from coming from the situation that he was in. I think that was the difference. Reggie Jackson had um, played when Westbrook had got injured when he had that knee injury. Mm -hmm. And then he started to develop almost like a Terry Rozier. When he went down, you know, as Kyrie went down, Terry Rozier started balling. Well, when Westbrook went down, that's when Reggie Jackson really stepped up. And he started playing really, really well. 
and then when he came back it was sort of a you know a clash a little bit um but yeah i think i think they'll get along uh well but i mean yeah we'll just have to see when the season comes around mm -hmm. but i'll be surprised if they didn't get along so you know the topic that that's been that was interesting that we saw on twitter that we sent to the group our group chat uh, it asks the question, which two players could you remove from this photo forever and still be able to tell the history of the NBA without their contributions? Yeah. And the picture includes Larry Bird, Bill Russell, LeBron, AI, Kobe, Michael Jordan, and Will. So, I mean, for me, I'm taking out, I think I would take out Larry Bird and Allen Iverson. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, you, you and our friend Caleb calling me crazy, calling me stupid <laughs> about, <laughs> about taking AI out. But my reason for AI being is that, like, AI, basically, like, you said, yeah, AI did impact, impact the generation of basketball. But it's just like, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of what he did, how early he left the league, mm -hmm. his problems and stuff. Like, he want, he just wanted MVP. That's all he wanted. Yeah. He wasn't, he's, like, he didn't, I, compared to, like, all, all the legends that are on here, like, he didn't win a ring. Yeah. Like, we'll he, he doesn't, he didn't win a ring. And I feel like that. That complicates things because it's like, I mean, yeah, Larry did, and why I say Larry? Oh, I take out Larry just because, yeah, he did win a ring, and he did like, but I just today in today's, in today's NBA Twitter, basically, everybody tries to disrespect Larry Bird, and that's the only reason, and that's the only thing I'll say about Larry Bird. Like, Larry Larry Bird shouldn't be someone I take out, but I just say thinking more just like in the general public, since everyone tries to discredit Larry Bird, and sad fact is it's just because he's white. <laughs> if he was a if he was a black dude playing like how he did, I mean, you wouldn't really be saying this, but he's really undervalued. Of he's one of the, he's one of the other most disrespected uh, top ten legends. Yeah. But I say AI bro, just because, I mean, AI really didn't. He didn't win a ring. He wasn't. He wasn't that great of a teammate at times. Uh, he was bounced around out of the league. His, he, I mean, he was bounced around out of the league. His drug problems. His drug and gambling problems, I feel like that just altered. It just altered his career. Yeah, I well, feel like it's. And I mean, like when I think about AI, it's like it's really forgotten. Like all, all you like, we're not gonna really base someone's career off his handles. Well, well, see, that's the thing. That's why I'm saying it depends on what you judge it off of. Are you going off of impact or accomplishments? If you do accomplishments, yeah, I'll take. I'm, I'm going off. Yeah, I'm going off accomplishments. I'm for sure see, going off accomplishments. I'm going off impact. If I'm doing impact as far as telling the history, I can't remove AI. Because that that's that. He made handles what it is. Mm -hmm. If you if you don't have AI's handles well, and that crossover. You just made it pop. Well yeah. And now, now look at the the how they play. A lot of people with the handles, James Harden, Kyrie, Stephen Curry, crossover, Derek Roses, you know, the, a lot of them that that way of dribbling and moves like that, nobody really focused on it. Sure you had a couple people well, you know, with great crossovers, mm. nice ones, and handles as well, you know, but it was never sort of a, like, I got a half thing or a flashy thing till Allen Iverson came with that crossover. That I mean, the iconic one, hitting Jordan with two crossovers at the top of the key, then drain it in his face. And then you say, you know, the same thing with this impact, even though at the time it was viewed as problems and issues, look how it helped and developed the younger players. I mean, not only from the perspective of them learning from it, but also it almost uh, from a, a lot of players, how they talk about it, they get to see both sides mm -hmm. and being resilient because that's what AI was. He was misunderstood a lot of times. 
a lot of people take his interview for when he was saying, you know, we're talking about practice. People think he was saying, I don't go to practice. If you listen to the whole interview, he wasn't saying I didn't go to practice. He was just saying, why are we talking about practice mm -hmm. after I just we just played a game? He's not saying, because he literally said in the interview, practice is important. I'm not saying, you know, we I don't practice, but why are we talking about practice when I just played a game for X amount of minutes and gave, you know, my full effort and you're going to ask me about practice. Mm. See what I'm saying? He was Because of the media and how they portrayed him, he was misunderstood. But his impact as far as culture, you know, I mean, he had little... Caucasian kids in cornrows and headbands and long sleeves <laughs> and fake tattoos on. I mean, he changed the 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 way the game was. The baggy shorts, you know, <laughs> the long sleeves. Rap. You. I mean, you think Dame and Lonzo was would be rapping and playing basketball? He was the one who started that. That's what I'm saying. His impact on the way the game is now. Largely is a lot due to him. That's why I said but if we're going off the impact or accomplishments. Yeah, we're going off accomplishments. Because now just we do accomplishments. But just because it says tell the history of the NBA. Well, yeah, that's the history. You could never get to this part without going to AI. Because now those players who do the things they do now, say it as far as handles and the way they play, Kyrie, you know, Dame Lil playing basketball and rap, that never happens without AI. That's what I'm saying, impact wise. Mm. But, said, but now yeah, you go accomplishments. It's like now it's I like would what, take him out. It's like what record? Like what records does he really have? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just like that. Like he hasn't won a ring. What records does he hold? You know, just what he do with the Sixers? Like he all he did was take him to the. He took him to the finals. Hey, it was, that was a big accomplishment. That was good. That was a good accomplishment. But I'm just saying like, that team was but I'm just terrible, saying, bro. Like that's and that's why I hold it. Like I understand like his impact in the league. Yeah, but now, that's why I'm just saying like more. And that's but like like I said, that's what because like everybody on this list has had. Has crazy accomplishments. Where yeah, that's why I said it's like, the perspective. Because you, yeah, you can't take out Will. Yeah, because you can't take out Will because it's like Will average. I mean, Will dropped a hundred. Well, yeah, that see, old. that's the that's the and accomplishment. Then he crazy, crazy. That's what I'm saying. That's the accomplishments and stuff. If you do accomplishments, obviously it's AI. Yeah, so but I'm now if you do per if you do impact, I would take out Braun and Wilt. Because Wilt, sure, he dropped crazy numbers, but what... We're talking, and we're talking impact. I'm kind of taking Wilt and Bill Russell out. I, the reason I keep Bill Russell in is because of what he stood for during that time when he played. Mm. Because that was back, you know, when they had segregation and stuff. And that's what a lot of people attribute to Bill Russell and, like, Kareem. Um, they played in that era where they symbolized, you know... But Bill Russell like, and Bill played the black the same power. But Bill Russell and Will played in the same era. I know, but Bill Bill had that um, persona. Yeah, he was in a white. Yeah, he was in a white. He yeah. was in the white town. Will didn't. That, that's the only difference. Mm -hmm. You can you can switch and tell it from Bill's perspective without you know really telling mm -hmm. it from Will because he wasn't really looked as that person during the era. Yeah. But Bill was. You feel me? So that's why I'm saying as far as impact, I, I would keep Bill and take out Will. And then probably Braun too. I mean, now he's starting to become more um, impactful as far as political issues and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I mean, yeah, as far as like the impact on NBA, like changing the way the game went and different stuff like that, Braun didn't really have that much of an impact yeah, I yet. See, I see but now he's starting to get that impact. Because um, we like just when you're saying that, it's like I'm trying to think. I'm like I don't. People say he's he's their favorite player, like. 
mm-hmm. people uh, coming into the league, but it's just like, really, do you really study LeBron and like, what moves can you really learn from LeBron? Like, I mean, there's probably some, but he doesn't really have a go-to or a marquee move. Like Kobe has his fadeaway, mm-hmm. that was his move. Cool. His post and po- Kobe has one of the best post games yeah. for guards. So you're lo- looking at analyzing that. Jordan with the fadeaway, the, the tongue out, the glide from half court. I mean, a lot of stuff Jordan did was uh, iconic. Literally, people really wanted to be like Mike, and then you know you exactly. You, I would say, I, I, mean, I would keep like Larry you, too. Like you brought up with Larry, uh, the whole Celtics versus Lakers yeah. rivalry intensified with him and Magic going there. Exactly that that part of it saved the NBA along with Jordan. That part right there saved the NBA. That rivalry right there. That that's one of the greatest rivalries in sports altogether. Not in just basketball, just in any sports. Mm-hmm. That rivalry really is, you know, that's. High level rivalry, yeah, that's for sure top five. So, I mean, that's why I keep Larry in there. Um, Who else was in there? Yeah, that's it was uh, yeah, it was Bill Russell. Yeah, that's pretty much that was pretty much in the picture. Yeah, so I mean, that's that's those two would probably who I would get rid of. But but not but but you see why I yeah put AI too. Like you guys call me ludicrous, but I'm like I have my reasons because I'm thinking like. Accomplishment wise, what did he really accomplish? Yeah, so yeah, title wise, uh, yeah, obviously I, I would take out because titles for sure hold yeah. weight no matter what. Yeah, yeah, of course, of unless course. KD, those don't help. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that that's actually something we discuss on our next one for sure. KD and you know his rings and will he ever be respected? Good that's, 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 a good, that's a good topic. I really like that. Yeah. Um, let's see. That's probably I'll probably say just because we're running low on time. Probably skip the next topic and just save it for the next show. Indeed. But I think we should jump to music. Um, let me ask you something. Why do you think people are hating YG's new song? Um, I think I guess it just goes more with trends and waves, you know, popularity. I mean, I'm sure YG is popular, but he's not known for. I mean, sure that I mean. It's sort of a, a trendy song, but it's not it's like... It's a catchy song. Yeah, like a catchy song, but it's not like a, you know, like a little punk type song. And I think just the way his sound is, because, you know, the way he raps and uh, his type of sound, not everybody, you know, gels with that sound. As far as, you know, say like Future or somebody. Because he's like, because he's... To me, he's kind of mum- he's mumble rapping in this in this song, but mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. It's just YG has always been like a just a party like hype hype song maker. So like he's just like he's a hit maker. So it's just fine. It's just I find it weird that people are like like what do you what do you expect? Like where are you supposed to be expecting? Are you supposed to be getting lyrical stuff? And even with ASAP, yeah. Like are you supposed to be getting? Well, see, I think lyrical? I think that's just what it is. I think it's more of trends. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean. When somebody, like, who has a high status, I should say Twitter famous, not actually famous in person, but Twitter famous, they're known on Twitter, when they say they don't like a song, or they don't like an artist, you know, it could catch fire real quick, Mm -hmm. as far as over social media, then a lot of people start, stop liking artists, and I think that's what also happened with ASAP Rocky, you know, some people, because I mean, I think it happened both ways. As far as in the, you know, in like uh, women community, he became basically like an icon mm. because of his style and, and the, you know, his his uh, facial features and good looks. 
you know, as far as the women community, he became an icon. But as far as in the rap community, he fell off. Cause yeah, because he didn't drop anything for what? Exactly. Three, he three, stopped. Four years? He stopped dropping stuff. So he went from being good to all of a sudden being trash. And it's not necessarily that he didn't have skill, but just the people on Twitter was like, well, you know, we don't like him no more because, you know, he doesn't drop this. And when he drops that, we don't like that. And then it caught fire. Mm. And I think that same thing for with Russ, you know, when he first came out, those first two songs, everybody loved him. You know, they're talking about how uh, people only hate Russ because he spoke on <laughs> he spoke on Lil Peep's death and talking about drug addiction and how all the new mumble rappers use drugs and talk about drugs and stuff and they got all mad and so all the all their little fans got mad exactly because it got trendy it got it trendy got, like exactly. j cole like j cole was saying about little pump it's it's marketing yeah and so it got trendy yeah. so everybody's saying f russ f yeah. j cole and all that exactly and I, I think that's what happened same thing with the the yg song i think that's what's happening right now but yeah that's just how it is you know it's it's trends it only takes for one person to say something for it to catch fire and because uh, that's how Russ when he first started off I mean everybody liked him and mm -hmm. I mean I, I didn't really care for him like I tried yeah. to listen to his album and I was just like yeah this is well, not yeah. for me I'm not gonna lie I haven't listened to his album yeah. I've only listened to you the two songs you, that came you really on. don't need to you're, <laughs> you're not missing anything. yeah I only listened to the two songs that came on the radio I think it was um lose control and pull the trigger yeah, I want to say or actually three songs and what they want um, those oh, three yeah, songs. Song sucks, those are only three songs that I heard. That song really sucks. But yeah, I mean, it's just that's what it is. It's trends, you know. When when people say this and it catches on, it's hard to undo it. <laughs> it's really hard to undo it. Even if you are speaking facts or you know you're making good points, people go with trends. You know, mm -hmm. they, it's popular. It's what accepted. A lot of people want to be accepted. You know, do it for the retweets and likes and stuff. You know, status. Yeah, so. That's a, I, for sure. That's some, bro. That's something we're gonna have to save, like, save for the next show because I literally had had that topic just like lined up for us, but it's just like we said, running short on time. But yeah, that's that's really crazy, bro. Like, Twitter be doing something. Like, <laughs> Twitter, wild. social media just be doing some wild it's stuff, wild. making stuff trendy. Yeah, uh, like, social media has took definitely took a big turn in the, the past. You know. <laughs> three four years but yeah um yeah we can discuss that in athletes too and we could bring that up yeah because um, i really do want to talk about uh the whole kevin durant on twitter situation yeah kevin and durant really des bryant that's as off. well des bryant responding to um that's weird bro it's like how are you gonna call kevin durant sensitive and then get be talking talking about him commenting back like he has the right to talk back if you're talking back about him like you guys posting it talking about him on on social media and everything like that's kind of sensitive more than yeah. him being sensitive same yeah yeah the des bryant uh situation the kd situation you also have the dame lillard uh you know oh, yeah, dame's yeah. always clapping back yeah he's always he's always on people head on twitter i mean yeah you have a a lot of things i mean even just step outside of sports just <laughs> different uh like actors musicians mm. you know sometimes Things go on. There's beefs that start on on social media, Twitter's things that are misunderstood. So yeah, I mean, honest, bro. I think we have a. I think next year we're gonna have a lot more uh, like social media type stuff and like musical stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Do you want to talk about the, the demi situation today, or save it for next show? Yeah, I think we could do the demi situation too because that involved a lot of social media as yeah. well. So yeah, we can save that yeah, that one as well. But, yeah. Oops. We could d discuss that. So foreshadowing, so you guys know what uh, comes for our next uh, 
show we're going to be talking a lot about you know social media how it affects sports athletes mm. you know also people outside of sports you know yeah, politicians musicians all that we won't get too much into politics yeah. we're just going to highlight some arguments <laughs> and you know just you know how that is viewed from a, a different perspective and that's all Alright, so, you know, thank you for listening to this all again. Like I said, I'm your host, Cam Winston. And I am the co-host, Chris Reed. And you can check out, uh, you can check out our, our different uh, blogs as well. You know, mm-hmm. you have Cam Winston's, as he said, Soul of the Game. But you also follow him on uh, Twitter, you know, CMW underscore 15. Follow him on Instagram, ASAP underscore stress, mm-hmm. you know. Oh yeah, and next show for sure is gonna be big. Uh, we have a special guest coming on the show, Adam Stanford. He's played, he's played overseas. He's about to play overseas with, with the Denmark, I think the Denmark mm-hmm. Basketball Association. Yep, he uh, was a Venice Ball League Championship. Yep, he Venice won. Ball League Championship. He also played in college. Mm-hmm. He's one, a college I think one, won three championships. Yep, won three championships <laughs> as well. So yeah, he's a he's a big time athlete. And that, and that show will be on SoundCloud and on YouTube as well, so you can watch it on YouTube, catch the visual of it. All right. So thank you for, like I said, thank you for listening. All right. Peace out.